0: This is Capital City with Capital J. Him me one time. There it is. This is Capital City Podcast. I'm your host, Capital J, alongside my main man, D.L. Glass. And this year we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. Grown. Hip-hop is all grown up. Hip-hop has gray hairs. <laughs> now, I myself just happened to be 50 years old. So guess what that means?
1: You have a century.
0: I've been around as long as hip-hop. Yes. I'm a hip-hop baby. <laughs> so, real quick, we're going to make this episode about 50 years of hip-hop and watching it happen. Now, I'm not from the South Bronx. I'm not from New York. I'm from North Carolina. But I'm going to tell you how 50 years of hip-hop Alongside my man D.L. Glass We're going <laughs> to talk about What 50 years of hip-hop looked like In our lifetime Alright I was born in 1972 Around that time Cool Herc Was rocking house parties In the Bronx Hmm Coming up with this art form Called hip-hop And Growing up The early days of hip-hop Let's say 1979 1980, 1981. That's when I first started hearing rap as we know it. You know, I heard The Breaks, Curtis Blow, um, Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's Delight, The Treacherous Three. Now, I was living in Raleigh at the time. Okay. There's a radio station, WSHA, Shaw University Radio Station. Hmm. And College. At yeah, Smokehouse. I think it was eighty-eight point something. Might be eighty-eight point one. And every Saturday I used to sit with my tape recorder in front of the speaker <laughs> and record all the hip hop that a DJ named Smokehouse used to play on Saturdays. Wow. And I would hear there was a song, uh The Meme Machine, the group called The Meme Machine. Uh, Spoonie G, The Sequence, Lady B, all these people. Like, these are artists. Funky Four Plus One. Okay. All these artists at the time. And I loved it. I was in love with hip-hop from day one. Another thing. What's happening? Remember Rewind? Yes. We think back. At the time. You know, as hip-hop started in New York, but the vibe, you know, was also going on in California. And the way that Rerun used to dance, you know, that's an offshoot of hip-hop. That's all hip-hop. He was a hip-hop dancer. Right. So what's happening, Used to, you know, when Rerun got busy, you were seeing hip-hop on TV. Right. Um, There was a show called Night Flight on the USA Network. If you were lucky enough to have cable back in the early 80s, okay. and they used to play the movie Wild Style hmm. at night. You had a chance to see hip-hop in its infancy. Hmm. It was awesome. Yes. Fab Five Freddy. Um, and, you know, you saw the graffiti and the And the dancers, the hip-hop dancers. I'm not going to call them break dancers. (laughs) But you saw it. (laughs) You saw the hip-hop dancers in the movie. I saw them in the movie, man. (laughs) And all this stuff. There was a show, um, Graffiti Rock. It was like Soul trade, but for hip-hop.
2: Okay. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Right wow. the MC would come on, like, you know, the same way the Soul Train Desk would come on, but all these people were B boys. Okay. Uh these are the these are the early images of hip hop for me. Uh growing up around nineteen eighty, eighty one, um, my cousins across the street. You know, of course, us living down south, you had people who migrated to New York, Connecticut. Et cetera. Yes. And I had cousins across the street, Derek and Jermaine. And they had a cousin named Earl, who was a DJ. Okay. And during the summer when he came to visit, he would sit out there in the driveway in Greenville, Bell Arthur, North Carolina, right outside of Greenville. And he would just be cutting, Good times, good times, good times, good times, good, 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 good. Yeah. I was in love with it. From day one. Before Michael Jackson did the moonwalk. We moonwalked all up and down the street. <laughs> but it wasn't called the moonwalk. We called it the backslide. Okay. We didn't call breakdancing. Everybody back then you know, the term we used to use, say, man, boogaloo. Boogaloo. Yep. We'd see who could boogaloo the best. Oh wow. But this is just you know the North Carolina version, okay? Of the, you know, um, so we danced. I tried to go back to back with records. I tore up so many turntables. <laughs> <laughs> I used to break them all the time because they weren't techniques. They weren't made for this, you know. <laughs> I, <had> a, <laughs> I, got my, I got the 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 turntable that's part of the component set. <laughs> and I'm trying to cut and scratch with it. Okay. And I messed them up over and over again. Tore the belt up, had to put it in the shop. Stereo Village. On the Stereo Village again. <laughs> you mess this tape up again with Peach tail. <laughs> but these are the early days of hip-hop. We sit there with the tape recorder and try to make it sound like a DJ by hitting the re- rewind and press play again real fast. Right. Try to make it go back-to-back on the tape. <laughs> um. Then I had a cousin that was living in the Bronx. He used to come home. My cousin Cranston. And I remember he brought uh, Slick Rick, Lottie Dottie, Dougie Fresh. And it was something he had recorded off the radio up there. We wore that tape out. (laughs) And another cousin used to go up to Connecticut. He came home and brought Roxanne Roxanne back. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, being a cat from North Carolina, hip-hop was introduced to me by people who were traveling back and forth to New York and Connecticut. Okay. And they were bringing the culture back. Right. And even then, this art form has been around for 10 years already. Easy. You see what I'm (laughs) saying? Right. Right. So, here we are, 50 years in, my introduction is around 10 years in, hmm. maybe eight, and I'm starting to see what's been going on for eight years already. Um, Roxanne, Roxanne, the version of of Lottie Dottie that my cousin brought wasn't the one that's on the record. Okay. Because I remember this one had a verse uh, where Slick Rick was talking about Running into Vanessa Williams on the subway train, like oh my God, it was Vanessa Williams. I just remember that, okay, so okay. maybe maybe he was spitting something live, you know um fast forward uh fat boys uh Crush Groove comes out. we moved to Tarboro, nineteen eighty four mhm talent show nineteen eighty three we do a a break in routine to tour de France by craft work. <laughs> I sent my mama to the store to get the record. So we would have it in time for the fashion for the talent show. Okay. She had to go buy it. I cut up undershirts and sold, I would put my handprint on the undershirt. Then I cut out my handprint. And I sewed white gloves together, and we all did that. So we had white gloves, so while we were doing our thing, we had the white gloves on. I did a backspin and got myself wrapped up in the curtain (laughs) on the stage. (laughs) You feel me? (laughs) We used to do graffiti in the street with pieces of dirt. You know, the dirt balls. Right when you walk mark, mark up the street with them, you know that's what we did graffiti with on the street, almost the way people do chalk on the sidewalk. Absolutely. So that's how long we've been doing this. <laughs> um, Eighty four, move to Tarboro, Crush Groove comes out, uh, Beat Street breaking. Those movies come out around the same time that I moved to Tarboro. Okay. Before before I got there during the spring of 84, I think. And school hadn't started yet. I think everybody went to the movies to see Breaking. Or maybe it was Crush Groove. I don't know. But, you know, these these are the times. Fat Boy's record was out. I remember taking the record to school. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and they'd say, You can bring your music to school and play it, you know, on a certain day when you have a break or something. Okay. I brought Fat Boy's album to school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Yeah. I remember mean, yeah. the first time I heard Sucker MCs. <laughs> I had been listening to all this disco type hip hop from Sugar Hill and Treasures 3 and all of them. And then Running MC came out with a song that was just a drum machine. Mm he was just rapping. I was like, "Oh, I'm in love again." Malcolm McLaren, Art of Noise. I remember those cats. Dude. Dudes from England producing hip hop. Dudes from Germany and overseas. You know the early days. Yes. Mantronics. That's the part that gets you.
1: I I, I could I could see it. You know what I mean Yeah
0: Buffalo Gals That was Malcolm McLaren Malcolm McLaren used to be Yeah
1: You said 10 minutes 10 minutes 12 and a half right now Hey man Listen man We got 50 years man We got got 50 years of hip hop man man. Let's fast forward We gonna fast
0: forward (laughs) (laughs) I bought two copies The first record I had two copies of Public Enemy (laughs) 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 Yes The Rhythm The rebel. First record I had two copies of. Okay. Learn how to cut up. That's when I learned how to scratch back to back. Hmm. Me and this dude named Greg Brady. Not the guy from the Brady Bunch. You're right. (laughs) 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 But it was a white boy? A white dude. Oh, okay. Yep. His mama used to go to timeshare presentations where they would give you a stereo that had a turntable on top, one tape player. And the uh, radio. Yes. She went to two times shares and she got two of those. <laughs> <laughs> and we put we we put a piece of cardboard or whatever, cut a hole out, made it round so that the record spin back and forth easier. Okay. We had a four-channel realistic mixer. Then Greg was able to get one of those Gemini's that we talk about with the wood panels on the side. <laughs> Fred Pippen used to cut up um Harvey Armfield. Yeah, we used to all go over Greg's house sometimes, cut it up. Willie James was the man. Tyrone Horse, they all DJ, they were the big dogs in town. Yes. Um Else Club. Going to Else Club. Top building is rocking. Still in the eighties. Yep. Got a long way to go here, man. You know? EPMD. <laughs> Take me do the night. EPMD man. rocking full samples, cooling the game. Ba, ba, nah, ba, oh da, you got to chill, chill, chill. Yes. It was dope. <laughs> right. Dudes ain't breaking no more, but now they're still dancing hip-hop. Dana Hales was the man. Okay. We go through high school. I get to college. I meet a dude who comes to my room named Gideon. Gideon says, yo, I'm from Boston. We started... We were doing a hip-hop show on WAG in 1990 on UNCG's radio station.
1: Okay, dope.
0: At the time, nobody was listening to us because k nice was on 102 Jams, <laughs> Polo was on 97.1, T-Love was on 90.1 A&T, and we were on WAG with all of 10 Watts. Oh, wow. But. The yard. Right. <laughs> The first half of the show I do, and the second half was a tape that Mix Master D was sending in. Okay. So that's how I first meet Mix Master D. we was playing his his portion of the show, and his tape got jammed. He calls up like, yo, what's going on? Uh. (laughs) But Gideon, the other dude on the show with me, was like, yo, I'm from Boston, and my boys got a magazine. Used to be like this pamphlet, Mm. and he showed it to me. He said they just got turned into a real magazine. Source. It was called a Source. Oh, that's crazy. So he gives me the first copy of the Source. (laughs) He had a Def Jam jacket back then. Wow. I meet this dude named Mick Rock. I call him Mick Rock. You know what I'm saying? MC from Greensboro. Do my first production with him. He's in the room. He's rapping. I'm cutting and scratching. It's 1990. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, fast forward. K-Nice is on the radio. I don't know K-Nice. I pull up to the gas station. I'm in the car with my boy Larry. We see K-Nice come out of the store. He says, yo, that's K-Nice. I was like, man. He said, yo, you need to meet K-Nice.
2: Yeah.
0: I was like, man, leave him alone, man. He just mind his own business. <laughs> he hops out of the car. He's like, yo, this is my man, Jay. I think y'all need to hook up. He's DJ, man. He's dope. K-Nice gave me his number. I started buying records from K-Nice, which put me in the game ahead of everybody else because he's getting all the promo material at the station. It's 1992. Okay. I don't have access to this stuff. Okay. So now I'm getting records that nobody else could get, which make me ahead of the game. Hmm. He lives in a house with Roland, who... On Payroll Records back in the day. Wow. I go over there to pick up records. Narborn is in there making a beat on the SP. (laughs) Supreme Nourborn. I'm like, wow. 50 years of hip-hop. It's 1992. My mind is blown. (laughs) Fanatic stays right up the street from the school. To me, these are hip-hop legends. You feel me? Okay. And I'm learning, you know, I'm the new kid on the block. Yes. So, K. Nice took me under his wing. A year later, why? When I'm going from staying on campus to off campus, I stay with K. Nice for a second, get a chance to go up to the radio station where he goes, hmm. and I sit there and watch him do the mix show. Okay, back in 1993, soaking it in, soaking it in. Never done like I had done house parties, campus parties. Never done a real club before. Real hip hop club, you know, like to to you know, I thought that was heavy lifting. Okay. To be the man at the club, because K Nice was at Side Effects on Thursday and Sunday. Hmm. Huge nights. People coming from all over. People coming down from DC to go to Side Effects on Thursday and Sunday nights. Oh wow. It was the joint. And one night he had another gig. He said, Yo, just go up there. He said, Yo, I can't I can't go in, but I ain't told Bobby yet. Bobby? Bobby G on the club. He said, yo, just go up to the door. Tell Bobby I can't make it and that you're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> on the fly. On the fly. I show up. I was like, uh, Bobby looks at me and says, where the hell is K-Nice? <laughs> right. I said, uh, K-Nice came in. He said, this is some bullshit. <laughs> no, he was talking. But I DJ. First night, first time I ever DJ a club night. And the club is rocking, and I remember okay. he came back there towards the end of the night. He said, "Man, you all right, Captain G?" <laughs> <laughs> Captain G, Captain G. He called me Captain <laughs> G for a long time.
1: You you didn't correct him, or he
0: just. Well, you know, I was just proud to be there. Oh, so God. I'm DJing side effects, it's mind blown. Right, you know what I'm saying? Stay with K Nice over the summer. I get to meet Funk Dubious when he did the gig at Kamikazes in Raleigh. Oh, wow. First time I got a chance to actually meet hip hop artists, you know that that weren't from the area. Okay, you know I even called my little brothers like, "Yo, this is the DJ for Fun Dubious. Say what's up, to my brothers." You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Right, right. So, uh, fast forward, they had a DJ contest at Fun House Records. k nice is one of the judges. Happened to be my roommate now.
1: Fun House is in Greensboro.
0: And and he was one of the people that decided who get in the contest. Okay, okay. So, you know, he, you were, he you got me into the contest. Right. <laughs> I made sure that Fred Pippen got in the contest, who was from Tarboro, too. Okay. I was like, yo, you got to make sure my man Fred get in this thing. DJ Taz is in it. Um, and Mixmaster Master D. Mm. But I was blessed enough to have won that contest. Okay. Even though I feel like Mixed Master D had a better set than me. You know, just keeping, keeping it 100. Right. But I did something in the contest that a whole bunch of people had never really seen before. Is I mixed records live on the spot, acapellas and beats, when everybody else was just cutting and scratching. Oh, wow. So I turned it into a live mixtape, almost, in a way that people hadn't seen before. Right. Live. So I won that contest in 1993, Funhouse 102 Jams DJ Contest. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to get a, a stereo uh, component, that I never got it. Like Q from Juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. But fast forward, uh, a few years later, um, me and my brother get a record deal. Yes. And this dude Jocko, this is 95. Okay. You know, I've been making songs with my brother, you know, telling everybody. And, oh, also, I did an intro for Polo's radio show back in the day cuz you know all the radio show the mix shows just have the, the dope intro Right, mine was. Let me tell you something about the DJ Polo, new edition Cause the competition, fingers shake like jello. You never be precise on the slice like he do. Flip tracks on black wax, wind it back and redo your favorite little face. some more to break beats. Hoes lose their clothes cause the friction makes heat. How can one man make so many move their hips? Ooh, it's all in the fingertips. But whatever it is, see, it's the right combination. Loud and clear, ninety-seven point one, the power station. Then the others try to squake it, bake it, shake it, dick, quiver, D This jockey NMC with the cooker delivery track, make an extraordinaire, Capital J, DJ Polo, feet the funk, hip hop, and reggae. See, I really of the music DJ Polo play for me. Dedication to the residents of Greensboro City. So, people say that he's nice like that. I can't dispute you. Wash your ass in the past and catch wreck in the future. I shoot you. Another one for the hookers in the skis. Of Lord of mercy. Good God almighty. Sweet Jesus. Polo gets wicked when he kick it. And suckers can get these nuts because the cuts sound flicked it. Guess who's coming to dinner and tell your mom DJ Polo 97 QMG dropping bombs. <laughs> so, I'm in a game now. Okay. And we fast forward a few years, I get out of school, the record deal we had, my brother passed away hmm. as we're making the record. Jocko helped me out with a co-production on the beats that we did. Jocko's brother was Cutmaster DC, they did Brooklyn's in the house. Okay. And okay. Will Ski has secured us a spot on one of the soundtracks, maybe High School High or something, I can't Great remember. Great White Height. Or Great White Height. yeah. And but it all fell through because my brother passed away. Right, ninety six. After K Nice leaves, one or two jams goes back to Detroit. I get the job, DJing on one or two jams. Hmm. I'm ecstatic. Now I'm in the game. Right. First time I go to a convention. Um. Start meeting dudes like uh, Mace and uh, Goody Mob. Okay. Cameron. Yes. All these guys are. Coming up, too. Um, Renee, uh, Renee McLean, the guy that bought Futures Publishing okay. recently, was a record rep for, I think it was Electro or somebody. You know, so all these cats. So he got rich. Kevin Lyles was working for Def Jam, ended up being the president of Def Jam. Right. But, you know, and meeting all these cats at these conventions and stuff. Moving through. Hip hop is lovely. Getting a DJ. Um, got a chance to be in the Vet Michelle's video with Fat Man Scoop, mm-hmm. Big Tigger, all these other cats. Things are moving. The Mix Show Power Summit. Renee McLean decides, hey man, instead of going to other people's convention, why don't we have one just for the DJs? So he starts Mix Show Power Summit. 1998, go down to Miami, do that thing. It's awesome. Jay Z comes and he drops Hard Knock Life.
1: Wow, at a DJ convention. Yes. Smart.
0: Bring that joint back to North Carolina. Um, Met Shaka Zulu there, who ended up later on being Ludacris manager. Right. My boy Mike Dawson from Tarboro was down in Atlanta. He used to promote parties. I go down there to DJ for him, who's in the club, but Shaka Zulu meeting with Scarface, getting ready to sign Ludacris. Wow. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. Small world, but this is... Watching hip-hop grow. You know what I'm saying? Now it's in the South. Def Jam got a South. Def Jam South. Scarface is the president. Right. Wow. Watching this happen. Went to a convention one year. Eminem is passing out stickers that say, Hi, my name is. Nas is on stage dropping, You Can Hate Me Now. While Eminem is giving me a sticker that says, Hi, my name is. And when the beat drops, Everybody stops like, oh, my God, this is the illest joint I ever heard in my life. And me and Eminem look at each other like, oh, and start bobbing <laughs> our head at the same time. This happened. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm watching hip-hop grow. Where are we? About 1998, 99, 2000-ish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's in New Orleans. Um, a few years later, I go from mix show, The Morning Show, um... By now, I don't have my hands on these, you know, on the artists like they used to be. But now stuff like, you watch stuff like White T happen and hip-hop is changing. During that time period I was on the radio, everything used to be about New York. Yes. I used to be playing Master P and stuff like that. And so, people were
1: like, where did the change happen?
0: It was probably around the the Southern influence you know, of course you had your outcasts and all these other guys. Right. But when Master P dropped, mm-hmm. things were really about to change. You and know? He had success. That's when they really changed for the South. Right. Because after Master P, cash money showed up. Right. Lil Wayne, Juvenile, the rest is history. So all this stuff happening. I, I
1: heard um, the conversation about the when master p dropped it put the I don't even know how to say it not class but putting out that bullshit was okay
0: hey man it changed like the the polish was off yes you know his music was not polished but it was raw the raw feeling of underground hip hop was definitely in that music and that's what really
1: pushed you could see it
0: you can feel it, and and that's what made other artists. He emboldened other artists to put that stuff out. Yeah, you know. Um, then I met a smokehouse, the same guy that used to play them songs back when I was living in Raleigh. Right. That I used to record the old school treasures. Three had a record pool. a smokehouse record pool here in Raleigh, and used to have a party at Christmas every year. Okay, so I'm waiting to go in the party. I'm sitting downstairs, and I see this dude in full pastor's robe sitting at a bar I sit down beside him and talk to him for a little while it's Pastor Troy <laughs> he said I'm gonna go upstairs and perform at this Christmas party for these DJs yeah go upstairs a few months later he gets to a beef with Master P and puts out No More Playing GA I'm like hey that's the guy that I made at a smokehouse party yes but another huge moment for the south as big as Master P was, he goes to Summer Jam in Atlanta, hmm. and he didn't want Pastor Troy's record being so big while he's the headliner of Summer Jam. But who brings him on stage to perform No More Playing G.A. without the permission of the station? Outcast, and He comes in and performs No More Playing G.A. at the Summer Jam in Atlanta. So, beef is not just in hip-hop in New York. It's all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got Nas and Jay-Z. Watch them go back and forth with each other. Tupac and Biggie. Watch them go back and forth with each other. Watch MC Shan and BDP have that thing. Watch Roxanne and all the other Roxannes go at it. Roxanne Shante, Real Roxanne, Sparky D, all of them. So many beefs. Kumo D and LL used to go at it. Kumo D and I, I mean, LL and Ice-T. Back and forth. Right. JJ Fad and Ross and All these beefs seen come and go in hip hop. But now it's you know different. Before, before that, Skylar Rock was the only death that really meant anything. Then Tupac and Biggie got killed. And now we get a rapper dead every week. Hip hop is changing fast. Changed. Yeah, it's changed. <laughs> it's changed. Every hip hop song used to have a DJ. Now you never hear DJ cut
1: scratch nothing. But it's been like that the past 20 years. Right. It was that like 03,
0: 04 when Lil Wayne dropped Go DJ? Right. It was done back then. Yo MT raps, your MTV raps used to come on. BT had Rap City. But before that you had video soul and video vibrations. Mm-hmm. And you could watch MTV all day. Um, Night Flight, like I said, they used to play hip hop videos back in the day. Houdini Magics 1 had a video back in '83. If you wanna see hip hop videos, uh, you had a, a video station. Uh, what was the name of that? Joined in New York. Rock, what was it? Rock, uh, what was the name of that? Something Box. Rock the Box, uh, man. Uh,
1: I forgot. I think video it was Ralph box.
0: McDaniels, Video Music Box.
1: It might be it. The box.
0: Yeah. So the way that you got your hip-hop videos has seen so many different changes through the years. You right. know, Rap City gave way to 106 and Park. Then all of a sudden you get freestyles. Dudes are coming on freestyling on 106 and Park. And whether or not you did a good job really contributed a lot to, to your, your success.
1: Yes, it really they did. They would bring
0: guest DJs on from all over the country. And right. they gave so many DJs an opportunity. Um... You know, we're seeing a lot of changes in this day. And now, here we are today. MTV doesn't play music at all. <laughs> When's the last I, time you seen the video on BG?
1: See, they got those on uh, smaller stations. Like it, It's a BET one that shows some videos now. Right. Fuse is gone still, at, right? I I
0: think so. I don't know.
1: Something right. Like, all these changes in you here. You better YouTube
2: it.
0: Right. (laughs) Then um, people used to put their stuff out on wax. Then they started putting it out on CD. Then all that stuff disappeared. I started, when I stopped working at the station in 2007, I started pressing up people's CDs. And then before you know it, there are no more CDs. No more. SoundCloud takes over. Yes. People distributing their music on SoundCloud and YouTube. You can hear it anytime you want. SoundCloud rappers
1: pop up. Right, you can't even hear that term no more.
0: Nah, nah, it, just, it passed fast. Right. You know, Soldier Boy changes the game. Yes. You know, he pops up out of nowhere. On YouTube. Does it independent. Yep. And shows everybody else how to do it. Yes. People don't give him the credit. He was a game changer. Yes. You know? One of the greatest. One of the greatest. Yep. But he'll never get, you know, he'll never get proper credit for that. No, never. Hip-hop. It was changed. 50 years, man. 50 years of this. Yes. 50 years of this. Now, today, here we are. You just have to go to the studio and record songs and do all this stuff to it. You don't have to do that anymore. You record it at your house, put it man. up on a platform, and sometimes it takes off. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Right. And What's... here we are today. Anything goes. <laughs> yes, because it, well, it went
1: from DJ to "quote unquote" producer. Now it's just
0: creator, because it just put it out. Just put it out. <laughs> you know, you get a beat. You can get a beat from anybody. Yes, just put it out. Yep, and if you got something, it's gonna happen. If they pay attention. If they pay attention. Fifty years it took. Fifty years to get to this point. Yes. Now we go back and we honor the people that started this stuff off. Hmm. They have hip hop honors.
1: I think a way we, to pay homage. We we have done a great job on this podcast of um taking us through. Yeah. Taking us yep. through. A, a great job. Yep. And I didn't even mention the Cold Crush Brothers. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to uh, you yeah.
0: Alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got I'm not good. I'm not <laughs> going to omit the Cold Crush brothers when I talk about, you know. Right. The the start of this thing. But you know these are things that we've seen. Hmm. You know it's crazy. What was your introduction to
1: hip hop, real quick? Man, my introduction to hip hop was um, my older brother, because you know that was seven year age difference between us. Right. So he's listening to you're listening to like wow. Yeah, I'm listening to listening to hip hop through him at a very early age. So what was Donnie bumping? Yeah, everything. Word. You know, yeah, the the pipeline, you know, uh, everything, man. I, I was sitting here trying to remember what was his favorite or what he always bumped, but it was like everything because it was, I, and I think it was because it was so new and everybody wanted to know as much or consume as much as possible that they could so anything was out there that made it their way. Because, yep. you, you know, we didn't have the internet and you didn't have, like, um, rural, <laughs> North yeah. Carolina. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we whatever came through, that's what it was. And it, in my opinion, from our trajectory, the I didn't get the South until Master P. Right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a little bit before Master P, but right around that time, that's when I got the South. And I think I was... Um, That that I should have had access to the South, not just the northeastern region. Well,
0: you know, you know how I got access to the South. I went to Freaknik in nineteen ninety three, and we came back. No, maybe it was ninety four. We came back. Everybody had outcast sampler tapes. They were out at the park giving out sampler tapes. And argument. that's all everybody was talking about when we got back in North Carolina. Yo, this outcast is insane. Yes. Outcast, outcast, People outcast, took it back. outcast. They took it back. Right. They flooded Freaknik. Yes. And yeah. It made a huge difference. And now, like,
1: what do you do? Like, hey, hey. You, you can't go to uh, a Freaknik or, uh, let's just say, who who has a, a big concert. If you go to a big concert in part. Try to pass out stuff to, man, but 80% of it's going to end up on the ground.
0: Yeah, man, this day's over. (laughs) But hip-hop is wonderful, y'all. 50 years. 50 years. (laughs) What do you do? Hip-hop used to be on (laughs) disco tracks. Then Go-Go infiltrated. Hmm. Then Samples infiltrated. And the drum machine music. You know, Teddy Riley, Mantronics, they all used all the computerized uh, sounds and the keyboard sounds. Yes. And then the it went back AI. into the samples again, and then it got right back to the to the drum machines and the computers again with, with Manny Fresh. It's funny that Manny Fresh's name is Manny Fresh, and he sounds so much like Mantronics to me. Mm. Wow. So everything um, you hear um. today is just, you know – Nah, I said it it's best. all been a song. Uh, an original. Yeah, Great it took, took 50 it years to get here, man. <laughs> 50 years. And now the tempo is like 60, 70 beats a minute. Wow. And it used to be I, but I, I, I'll say at least
1: the genre um, grew and progressed into something because the the formula has changed so many times. But if you look at these other genres of music, like the formula never changed. They keep doing the same thing over and
0: over. And even in hip-hop, it's still kind of about the hook. Think about The first hook-based hip-hop song, it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I'm going to keep them going under. That's a hook. Yes, absolutely. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep them going under. Yeah. And ever since then, hook after hook after hook after hook. If your hook ain't good, you ain't making it. Yeah. Unless you special. I love hip-hop, man. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. 50 years of this,
1: y'all. I couldn't imagine my life without it.
0: No. No, I don't right. know what I'd be doing. If this music had never been invented, I don't know. Like, you know, everything I do and everything I have has come from hip-hop. Yes. Like, right now, I work for for iHeartRadio. Radio. Right. Would I be doing this if there was no hip-hop? No. I wouldn't be interested in the radio if hip-hop was never on it.
2: Right.
1: I said it, bro. Like, I know people who, when they get down and out, they start listening to a lot of gospels, different stuff. And sometimes when people are in love and stuff, they start listening to a lot of R&B. and But I can honestly say... No other genre of music, and I've I tried it all. I, was, I you know that I've been able to consume, but nothing makes me feel like,
0: hip-hop. you know, you know why? Because hip hop incorporates every other genre of music. You don't need any other genre of music if you've been following hip hop for fifty years, because during those fifty years, you got some disco, some go go, some reggae, some house. You got it all. Oh. Country. Music from India. I did a whole mix show the other day with a number of songs <laughs> that, that been dope. sampled from India. You see what I'm saying? Right. Hip-hop is all over the place. <laughs> so if you listen to hip-hop, you, by default, love music. Because all music is in hip-hop. Jazz,
1: now, everything's there. Before I forget, and so in that India um, mix,
0: did you play A-Round Money? Nope, I only had 12 minutes Mm. Nope, sure didn't So But yeah, was that a quick rundown? But hey y'all, that's just just my North Carolina 50 year perspective You know what I'm saying? Right That's that's it
1: 40 minutes
0: 40 minutes, well I'm sorry (laughs) That's less than a minute a year
1: (laughs) Right Right Damn (laughs)
0: <laughs> Fifty years of hip hop, going to Capital J. I think that's it right there, huh? Yeah. I think well, that's, that's the cool. Capital City Podcast. Happy birthday, hip hop! <laughs> this is Capital City Podcast. I'm your host, Capital J, alongside my main man, DL Glass. Fifty years, y'all, and you can catch us anywhere that you consume your podcast.